The X was shit. The X was shit. shit. Yeah. Hi and hello, watch fans, and welcome to a very special edition of the Real Time Show with me, your friendly neighborhood watchmaker, Rob Nuts. I'm here on location at S Range in northern Sweden, the home base of the Swedish Space Corporation. I'm here with Fortis Watches, and today I will be taking part in their groundbreaking mission to send 13 Chronograph Watches into space. Once they make it back from their perilous journey, assuming they do, we'll be able to assess the effects of microgravity and the massive vibrations experienced by those watchers during the trip itself. Today we'll be talking with members of the Fortis team, S-Range staff, as well as scientists and engineers involved in the other 11 projects on board the rocket, hoping to also gain positive results from this mission into space. Enjoy. With Master of Disaster. Master of Disaster, the legend itself. The legend. legend. Mr. Rob Nutt. <laughs> Is it your turn to be interviewed? Yeah. Yes. No, just go ahead. Go ahead. They're the, 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 the only waiting since two weeks for this interview. He's like a You're rock a pilot, star. come on. <laughs> yeah, well, now you mentioned it, of course. Yeah. Not a drone pilot, by all means. <laughs> just, you've not told Stefan already. <laughs> I think it doesn't need to tell. Me. I lost it. Crashed it. Just cross the satellite station there. Yeah, but, but maybe we can do the recovery with the helicopter tomorrow. Exactly. Ah, that would be nice. Shimmy and that little down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the problem is why we don't have a false helicopter right now is that they don't have a pilot. Oh, oh, damn. Oh, damn. oh damn. I am available for hire. It's, it's your chance to kill all your fans. Yeah. Oh, uh, but I didn't bring my suit, so I, can't, I can only no, fly in the suit. In the suit. Yeah. Only the suit. Only the suit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like my gear. Kleider machen Leute. Can you see now this quite So it's the morning of the launch. We're all heading towards the central building to assemble at 7.30 a.m. It was supposed to be a 6.30 meet-up initially, but we had to push it back to 7.30 while we watched the weather develop. Nothing is set in stone. Everything could still be called off. We have to wait for the expertise of a helicopter pilots because we need them to recover the rocket when it comes back to Earth. And if the cloud colour is too low, or if the wind is too high, then they will struggle to fly, and so we won't launch at all. So we're waiting, we're hoping we should depart in the next 30 minutes for Radar Hill. Look at this setup. It's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, Stand it's cool. a little closer. Yeah, yeah it's good. So it's the morning of the launch outside yeah. with Andreas. How are you feeling? Uh, shaking a bit. <laughs> because of the cold or because you're nervous? Both of it, yeah. yeah. It's not that cold though, is it? No, it's maybe 30-70. <laughs> that's a good split it's a good, split. a good split yeah so we're waiting to be picked up now right we've got another 10-15 minutes before Sounds we're supposed like to go yeah. and then we've got an hour or so behind the wall hiding behind the wall on Hide radar hill yeah and then what's going to happen <clears throat> and then um, probably there's a T minus 10 seconds countdown and then it goes beyond zero right it goes 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, yeah. 2, 1 Zero, one, two, three, exactly, four, five. Exactly, exactly. I didn't know that. Yeah, and then uh, the rocket's launching. I think, yeah, I mean, that's probably somewhat like three tons of materials and stuff. So, yeah. Just blowing up at the blowing same time. Mm. Okay. And we're not going to be able to hear the launch of the rocket until about, what, seven seconds after it somewhat launches? Somewhat like that, because it kind of travels with, with roughly six, seven times the speed of sound. Okay, okay. And wow. Then, then you can hear f the, the motors falling back to Earth. 
Dump. <laughs> Let's hope that happens somewhere far away from us. Not really far away. Not really far away. It's like only six seconds um, after the rocket launch. When yeah, the first I engines. just mean like not in our own backyard, effectively. So <laughs> No, not, yeah, like maybe, whatever, what is it, 10 kilometers or something? 10 kilometers is fine. And what about the helicopters? Do we think that everything's going to go okay with Looks the recovery? Looks good, okay. Looks great. It does look no good clouds. Yeah. Mars in sight. So, despite being delayed for a day because of technical issues or technical concerns, shall we say, those have all been resolved, and the only thing that's potentially holding us back now is the weather, which right now is holding for us, but if the clouds come in... Yeah, but it should not be too bad in the next couple of hours, so yeah, don't worry. Fingers crossed, in a couple of hours we should have a launched and burnt out rocket on our hands. Yeah, I don't know if we have it already on our hands, not but yeah. Hands. Not literally, could you imagine? <laughs> I don't want to probably, touch it. Probably dirty and smoked and whatever. hot hot yeah radiation no, hot Radiated. probably not but yeah radiation yeah maybe yeah okay that sounds like a fun thing to find out yeah <laughs> morning yup how you feeling fine yeah nervous <laughs> <laughs> have you heard anything about the helicopters yet yeah they have a go uh, give them the go it's all go then yeah so. helicopters give a go it's t minus 105 so in five minutes there will be this siren. Oh, siren. yeah, the siren, yeah. So we've siren. all come back inside so we don't uh, deafen ourselves. Yeah. And oh. then it goes up to the radar hill. Oh, God. Go, go, go. Go, go, go. <laughs> there's no toilets up there. Has everyone been to the toilet? <laughs> no, there's yeah. the last oh. chance. <laughs> two minutes. <laughs> oh, God, I'm nervous about that. That's the thing I'm most nervous about now. The helicopters are go. Yeah, no, the helicopters are fine. Weather looks good. Surprisingly. Surprisingly, yeah. Yesterday evening was snow. Yep. Cleared up just in time. Yes. No wind, no clouds really. No. Yeah. We're we waiting go. now for three years for this moment and the rocket launch will be three seconds and then everything is finished. It's <laughs> <laughs> a big three seconds. Quite, quite funny. <laughs> After all that preparation it's about to come to fruition. That's pretty exciting, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Can't, can't wait till actually yeah. Takes off though. <laughs> <laughs> hey Vanessa. Yes. Come and tell us how you're feeling. Oh, I'm just so nervous. <laughs> Everyone said the same thing. Yeah, so. but I'm, I have a lot of trust in the people working here, so everything might go go like planned, but still it's my first rocket launch. Well, that's, that's understandable. It's <laughs> my first rocket launch too. <laughs> and my first time in Sweden, my first time on a in a space center so yeah pretty much things to be excited about so. yeah yeah it's not too bad is it you know, yeah we're quite lucky oh there's a cameraman outside they there are to... lots of cameramen i already saw people standing or yeah standing in front of the window making their cameras ready but yeah still one hour to go still one hour but one hour is nothing in comparison to how many days and weeks and months we've been waiting for it so yeah because like i think the swedish space corporation was preparing like two years yeah and I'm in the project like started one year ago. So yeah, a lot of preparation. A lot of preparation, which is necessary when you're about to blast something into space. In the <laughs> yes, name of, of science and watchmaking. And so much money in yeah. in the rocket. Yeah. So yeah. I wonder how much those fuel tankers that are gonna burn up in like six or ten seconds actually yeah, cost. That's a good question. Like <laughs> It will cost as much as all things in the rocket, I guess. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, at least it'll be a spectacle we'll remember forever. Yeah. Even if 
forever is just two seconds after it launches <laughs> and it flies straight towards us and blows us all up. Yes, I think it goes so quick you can't even realize. Yeah, yeah. it'll be nice to watch the videos back afterwards and actually reload Yeah, it. and you can say, I was there yeah. and I, I joined the party. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, talking of parties. If it all goes according to plan, we should have a nice time tonight. Yes, uh, I really hope so. I'm looking forward to because the last two weeks here on S Range were packed with like lots of work to do. Mm -hmm. Everyone was or is tired of working now. So looking forward to the party. Yeah, cheers to that. After campaign party. <laughs> <laughs> How are you feeling, Marcel? Yeah, kind of nervous. But now it's out of our hands, so we need to, can just wait and watch. Wait and see. And about to listen to a siren, I guess it's about to go off any moment. Yeah. Should be. <laughs> what are you looking forward to most? Uh, actually, the recovery and to see. Okay, first of all, of course, the start of the rocket. It's uh, anyway something uh, very. Uh, exciting and uh, of course afterwards it's also to the recovery and uh, see what it uh, what happened i can't wait to see how they attach the rocket to the bottom of the helicopter yeah that's that's for sure also an interesting thing but at least in switzerland you see cows flying also by helicopters <laughs> Well, I've never seen that before. That's a good reason to visit Switzerland. If anybody hasn't been on holiday to Switzerland, that's the number one attraction. Flying cars and helicopters. Does that happen often? Yeah, sometimes when they are on the Alp or whatever, uh, and they, they are sick and uh, they can, uh, can't get them down otherwise. So really? They, they fly it down then. That must be a strange thing. Has there ever been like a... How can we say this? A toilet incident when the the cow has been flying overhead and uh, <laughs> got a little nervous. Um, I'm not so much into the cow, okay. cow okay. <laughs> flying now. Maybe they put a big like cow diaper on them or something so that they're protected <laughs> should that happen. Because I, I wouldn't like to be driving along like, a little Swiss road and then a cow flies over me and drops a cow car onto the windscreen. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a way to ruin your Sunday, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so we're standing at a window now looking out onto a snowy scene and what, what's right in front of us here? Yeah, this is uh, Skylark. Uh, that's uh, one of the... Um, models, let's say, what they uh, used in the past for for the for their rocket launches. Now, of course, we we have a bit the newer version of a rocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't want to use that one. It's been out there for years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Didn't there used to be a Fortis called a Skylark, like a model? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. There was a, there was a, uh, all the Fortis also with uh, with Skylark. A test made during mm -hmm. that time and uh, yeah can't use the name anymore though because a certain brand doesn't like anybody using the word sky in watchmaking right uh, yes uh, some brands don't like it too much if you use sky in, <laughs> in, in the name the crown so. owns the sky and the sea. Chorus of derision flying in from all around us there. Uh, we have a crown too, but uh, unfortunately it's yeah. not us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. The War of the Crowns. Oh, you make a good book, actually. Add it to the list. Sometimes, you know, I feel like I should be doing something else. 
like everybody's running around with activities to take care of and like all the guys like working out where the rocket's got to be and how it's got to be positioned and all of the te- checks and changes yeah. and I'm standing there like, That's how I'm feeling since two weeks, so don't you worry. It's, yeah. I mean, it's the same. <laughs> What's it been like being here for two weeks? Because I've never spent that long on the base. So to be honest, like I really enjoy being here, but every day is kind of the same. You're getting up in the morning, having breakfast, then you're going into the dome, staying there to watch the scientists yeah, <laughs> who are working. Just watching them do a lot of things that we don't yeah. understand. Yeah. Then you have lunch, catching okay. the last bits of sunlight. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> going back into the dome, working for another couple of hours. Then you have some beer and then you go to bed. You go into your small room. <laughs> <laughs> your little cave. <laughs> yeah. And getting up the next day again. Same time, same breakfast. <laughs> day in, same day daily out. routine. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy it. I enjoyed it. But now I'm very happy that the launch is today. That the party is this evening. And that we're going to leave S-Range tomorrow. <laughs> With yep. all those memories in our backpack. Oh, that's a nice way to round it out. Yeah. Put that at the end of the show. <laughs> end it off nicely. All of our memories in our memory backpack. <laughs> and then you're going to go back home and tell the listeners where you live. Yes, I'm living near Lake of Constance. So quite a different environment from yes. this. <laughs> so, yeah, just next to the lake, next to the mountains. I heard that there was that it was snowing like the whole week. So I really hope that I can go for skiing the mm, weekend. Nice. So, yeah, and catching some more sunlight, catching up with my friends. My dog is waiting back home for me. (laughs) (laughs) Happy to go for a walk with her. And, yeah, new week, new goals then. Going back to the office next week. Back to real life. Yeah, I think it will be very hard to to going back to, like, normal life. You mean because you're going to want to drink a beer at 3.30 because you expect it it to be dark every day? I should just do that in the office next week. Yeah, I'm not sure I would advocate that, but I'd like to see the result. That would be funny. But you have to be careful because we've been drinking Heineken, but it's 3.5% up here. So So if you go cracking open the 5%... I will be trying after like one beer. Lounge will be today. You told your wife. Yeah, and the only thing she was happy about, yes, you're coming home tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's been a while, hasn't it? How long have you been here? Uh, one and a half week for me, but the team is... One part is coming, came already two and a half weeks before, and Max, a cameraman, he wasn't been at home for the last four and a half weeks. Good grief. That's a long time to be away. It's yeah. a long time to be up here as well. Absolutely. People seem to have settled in quite nicely, though. It might be a strange adjustment going back to normal life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm Having normal beer in the evening. <laughs> normal beer, yeah. <laughs> Instead of the incredibly expensive Arctic beer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the anticipation is crazy. Yeah. Everybody's just lined up in front of the windows now, waiting. Waiting, waiting to get the call. That Not like... talking much. Everyone's just looking outside. And... Yeah. Because when they say go, I guess we have to get out into the cars pretty quickly. Yeah. Oh. Okay. That's the sign. That's the sign. <laughs> so we're on the move. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> I did think about bringing my big headphones, you know, as a 
to protect my ears. But um, and then I realised I wasn't like a toddler, so probably shouldn't. So, so we going. You go, yeah, you, you, uh... <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> it was me. You go to the car, yes. okay. and you will have additional passengers. You okay. will have two seats, is it? One place to see, one additional. Something. I think we don't have any additional yeah. Go, go to your car. We okay. go to car. And we will gather around there. And you will go to a ship. <laughs> it does sound like a ship, doesn't it? <laughs> ah, Jesus. Oh. Almost knocks you on your fucking ass. Bloody hell. Okay, we made it in the car. That's what you no man, you don't want me to sing it, really? We're climbing up that radar hill. This is stuck in all of our minds now. Nothing wrong with a bit of Peter Gabriel, of course. Just a slightly questionable cover version of it. Always be prepared, right? Uh, yeah, always be. Mushima parat sein. Mushima parat. Advice to live by. Yeah. Imagine if we took the wrong left turn and we're just sitting yeah. here waiting. <laughs> the Italians are late again. Costa Rica was. Eager to to start now. Costa Rica's been eager to get a move on all week, but can you blame them? I mean, uh, Fio came such a distance to be here from Costa Rica to yeah. New York, from New York to Munich, Munich to Stockholm, and Stockholm to Karuna. And then we picked her up from the airport, which is probably the most traumatic experience she'd had in the whole journey. <laughs> but their, their, their research is unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to talk to her more about bananas. She knows a lot about bananas. She knows so much more about bananas than I knew there was to know about bananas. It's blown my mind. <laughs> Forget watchmaking. Small bananas. <laughs> yeah, the small banana tip was one of the you know most eye-opening moments of my life. <laughs> and we know not to buy bananas in Paris. Yeah, they're 
big, not tasty at all. Very expensive. And, uh, too expensive. Too expensive. Three or four euros for a big, non-tasty banana. <laughs> Nobody wants that. And you know the rules too? No big photos of the antennas? The antennas? Yeah. Uh, you have antennas here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, ah, okay. Yeah, then, then it's good. That's good. Yeah, that's only good. rockets. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Oh, did we leave it in the dome? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> you can wear it for the drone hunt later. <laughs> oh, getting mistaken for a native is no bad thing, even if it is a Kardashian. <laughs> no one ever mistakes me for a Kardashian. <laughs> she had a bad toaster in the kitchen <laughs> and she was like messing around with the wires and boom, nearly yeah, killed it. Like, first war pro, I was <laughs> Electric shots are bad all over the world. <laughs> Just trying to avoid electric shots and getting blown up by a rocket. <laughs> so we're up here now on Radar Hill. From here we'll be able to watch the launch safely one hopes assuming the trajectory of the rocket is as planned in a few minutes the final countdowns will begin and then after ignition there'll be a six second silence before the sound of the rocket thrusters reach us up here on the hill we're two and a half kilometers away so that'll be quite a dramatic moment i'm sure behind us is uh, the Radar Hill facility, which is, well, it looks like a 1970s motel, to be honest. Grafted on top of it are all kinds of recording devices, radars, satellites, a tower with a red light on top of it. It's amazing. This is what real science looks like on the ground. Seeing these things done in real time, quite a remarkable experience and a great privilege. Now we're just keeping our fingers crossed for the very last phase of what has been a three-year project, not just for Fortis and SSC, but also for the other 11 experiments going up on the rocket with us. So we're sitting tight, we're waiting, and yeah, not long till takeoff now. I'm surrounded by Northern Europeans. They're all enormous, un un unreasonably enormous people. I know. Like, I saw someone in the airport that was like three meter high. I don't think it was three meters. I'm just turning it up. So I can do Two minutes after the launch, please be inside the car that we can go and hurry down. Two minutes, fine, so no fucking about it. Just launch and run. All right, launch got you, mate. Run. Launch and run. Okay. Like, why yeah. is this here? Is it going to be like too much people? So, uh, knocking the wall and asking me why it's here. Just telling the listeners what you're doing. So, we're not sure because when they said that it was a wall, we thought it was going to be like three meters yeah. thick and like, you know, completely impenetrable. I don't know. Probably just yeah, so we can I thought that it was going to be like short people friendly too. What is giving? No. No. no, they don't care about short people up here. Yeah, they don't care about, they they care about rockets. <laughs> Firing rockets into space and nothing else. That bloody rocket. Yeah. Oh. 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 It's amazing, I mean, imagine. You need to kind of step into that rocket, being an astronaut, and that feeling.
That would be quite terrifying. That yeah. is terrifying. So less than 10 minutes to go. Feeling yes. good? Yes, very good. Very nervous. <laughs> <laughs> How you do feel? Thank you. Mm. I feel good. Yeah? Um, there's not much I can because do. you don't care. Or... No, I really care. Of course I care. There, there really isn't anything I can do to affect the outcome. So, um, well, yeah, I don't think that me running down there to I'm fix the fix some problem would be of any use. So, no, I'm, I'm pretty... Uh, I, I'm nervous. I can feel it in my chest, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm relaxed enough. So basically, everyone with a tripod will die. That's what they said. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Does this tripod I've got in my hand count? No, but actually they said everyone who's got no tripod needs to be behind the wall once the rocket is launching. Okay. So I guess everyone with a tripod. <laughs> yeah. You just imagine, like, this huge explosion and the snow cloud rushing towards us and then oh, everybody evaporating. I mean, then you really need to kind of walk away. Very cool. Minus 10. Minus 10. Now... Okay. <laughs> now the, the, the tower will be moved. So, yeah, we should be able to see the tower rolling into position any time now. It that pallet is really helpful for seeing over the wall. I really do struggle. You're all right, of course. Your head will be taken clean off. I can't see it coming. Your job will not be Wow. Yeah, but here You never know. So we're just discussing with... Uh, Matza and the crew exactly how they're going to launch the drone which is going to be hovering we hope about 600 meters off the ground looking down at the rocket as it launches which will provide an amazing shot hopefully the rocket won't hit it hopefully the drone won't fall out of the sky but one of the problems he's got is he's got to launch and fly into position in uh well a couple of minutes because the sensors will freeze otherwise and then we could be in some serious trouble with that part of the filming there is a bit of cloud in the distance, but not the lowest cloud we've seen, so hopefully that won't be a problem with the helicopters. <laughs> Someone's handing out hot drinks, that's nice. <laughs> Hospitality's <laughs> top-notch. Well, you didn't get one, huh? No, no, I didn't get one. <laughs> the drone's out, okay. This yeah, is exciting. The there it goes. Oh. To the, rocket. This is not the, right way. the bravest yeah. member of our team by a long stretch. <laughs> Oh my god, what a vantage point. I used to have a drone. Yeah, he is a good drone. He's a good drone pilot, pilot. <laughs> not like me. <laughs> yeah, I flew my drone into a tree yesterday. It would be funny if the rocket would go directly through the drone. I mean, if we can if we can recover the smouldering wreck of the drone, then that would be pretty cool, yeah. Has it, has it rolled into position yet? I can't see. Yeah, I can't see anything. Should have brought some binoculars. <laughs> Although I'm not sure I want to be able to see that explosion too close up. That's why I'm wearing the glasses, the Valon sunglasses. And, and don't forget, when the rocket has started, it takes six seconds until you hear it. That's crazy. It's a really funny feeling, even though I'm standing here two and a half kilometers away with a perfect view of the launch. I still can't wait to see the video afterwards. You know what I mean? I can't see the drone now. Where is he? Hovering somewhere. We've got five minutes now, less than five minutes to go until launch. We're standing up on top of Radar Hill. We are in front of a uh, 
observation base, somewhere where the scientists can perform calculations and get a good, safe view of the launch. It looks like a 1970s motel with a load of high-tech gear stuck on top of it. it looks like a prop from a Jerry Anderson it, it TV show. This time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was, right? It hasn't been uh, refurbed since. Yeah. <laughs> since the 70s. Well, this is what real science looks like. You know, yeah. you can often imagine like these hyper-futuristic buildings and whatnot, but it isn't the case at all. They just have all the, all the gear yeah. on top, full of satellite dishes and radar equipment little tower of a red light on top of it so bad drone pilots like me don't fly into it <laughs> i'm an excellent pilot though you know when it comes to flying a plane but, you know, I can fly <laughs> yeah, a plane yeah you know. balloons planes yeah. but no drones yeah balloons planes no drones so should put that on my linkedin bio <laughs> <laughs> three minutes go time is running now it's getting exciting So strange how peaceful it is up here, you know. You wouldn't expect that we're about to blow something up. Only for the next three minutes. Only for the next three minutes and six seconds. <laughs> <laughs> then it gets very dramatic very quickly. No, I'm getting nervous. Oh, you look nervous. You're jumping up and down. You ever seen a watch company CEO hop up and down in the Arctic? I have. <laughs> Everyone's getting cold, but we are very close now. As soon as the rocket launches, we have about two minutes to hot foot it out of here, jump back into the wagon and get down to base. I guess we have to wait for the drone to come back though, I suppose, do we? It won't take long though, will it? It flies pretty fast. I really hope it doesn't fly towards us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, stating the obvious, but... Yeah. How many rocket flies have you enjoyed in your lifetime? Oh, uh... 12, I think. This will be the 13th. Oh, no. Or the, no, it has nothing to do with it. It's <laughs> the first perfect number. Did you choose that deliberately? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> 10, 11, 12. Yeah, 13. 13 now. I've project manager for 10 years. Nice story. It took time to do those launches. Well, when was the last launch here? Um, oh, that was um, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, two weeks ago. Okay. The student rocket, Rexus. Rexus. Uh, launched on the Saturday and then launched on a Monday. Uh -huh. Like uh, 16 days ago. So the year. 30. 30 seconds. Cool guys, Shall we count look together? at explosions. Let's count together. Let's count together. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Go! Ignition! Oh my goodness. Oh my word. Oh. Listen to the sound. Here he comes. Whoa, there, there it comes. Jesus. That's right above us now. Oi, 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 oi. <sighs> Incredible. That's the ignition of the third, second stage. Whoa. That is something. <laughs> that is something to see. Oh, ho, ho. Woo. Boy, looks awesome. What a shot. Shades. 
crazy. And now, at this moment, microgravity starts. We are first separating from the motors. The uh, pre-prime unit in Narine separates from the payload. Three seconds after motor separation. And then, by uh, T plus 70, we have microgravity. Congratulations, guys. Oh, boy. Congrats, Congrats. Oh, buddy. That was a boy. That was all right. That was all right. Oh, God. Oh, the drone is off there, Joe. Good. Good job. Richtung Auto, oder? Now we need to run away. We need to go find the thing. My hands are freezing. It's not going to Mars. Worth it though. Scheiße, it's going to Whoa, that was even better than I expected. That was unreal. Oh, look at that. Fucking awesome, huh? I keep looking up in case one of those tankers is dropping on. Where's the banana girl? Gonna go find Fiorella from Costa Rica, our banana expert who's working on a cure for Panama disease, which is an aggressive fungus that's destroying huge swaths of the banana population. Hey, hey, Costa Rica. Happy? Yes. What did you think? Would you mind giving us a few words for the podcast? Um, I mean, we're really excited and kind of emotional. It's been a work of years, so so it's great seeing the, our experiment and our work up there. I bet you can't wait to get it back and have a look yeah, at what happened. Yeah, actually see what we got, the results and everything, yeah. It's very, so, very cool. right now we're probably, oh, the rocket's probably experiencing the, the microgravity that you need for your experiment, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> what do you expect to find? Um, so we expect that all our uh, systems are working great and nominal and... Well, oh, sorry! <laughs> <laughs> There's a, always one, and it's always me. Amazing. <laughs> How cool was that? That was unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Wow. I cannot wait to wow. see that. I cannot How wait fucking to see that. cool is that? Oh, it worked, Eat man. this, Omega! <laughs> <laughs> How many rocket flights have you sent? Oh, one million. <laughs> Funny when this is your uh, daily grind, isn't yes. it? <laughs> ah, another rocket. Nothing happened. Nothing happened Nothing at happened. zero. What's wrong? Yeah. <laughs> one second later. One second happen. delay. Jesus. It was actually so exciting. It's that calm, and then only after like six seconds you can hear it. That was unbelievable. Like, unbelievable. I mean, they told us it was going to happen. Yeah, but yeah, until you realize it, it only when it's happening, you know. 
It's a great sound. All those years of work. There's this camera in the rocket that faced downwards. Oh, really? So you can see that from, from the top. Because it really was spinning, wasn't it? Yeah. It was really yeah, going yeah. for it. It was kind of crazy how, it, at one point, it was directly above us. Yeah, it was like, why is it going towards us? It's like, fuck's sake, I mean, can you just fly the other way around? It's like, I can't believe how, I mean, we knew it was going to be six seconds or so when the first tank had yeah. attached, but where's that going to land? It has probably some kind of gravity up there already. Yeah. So it drags yeah. them somewhere. You'd think, though, with the launch pad being relatively close to the base, that yeah. it, those things could land anywhere, really. True. But maybe that's why the launch pad is pretty close, because then you make sure it's landing Oh, yeah, somewhere. good point, good point. I guess it's always a roll of the dice. Yeah, true. <laughs> okay, we're back at base. Made it down the hill safely in a rental car, well driven by Max of What The Film, the film crew that's with us here and has been following for us around the world on these space missions. We're all getting warm. Well, everyone else is getting warm. I'm still outside waiting for the helicopters to arrive. And once they get here, they'll be loaded up with the film crew and some recovery specialists, and they will set off in search of the payload. We reckon it's going to take a couple of hours, but we'll see what the weather does. Um, everything's looking good now. The cloud cover is lifted. So although there is cloud, it's very high up, so it's not a problem for the helicopters. Temperature is pretty clement for this part of the world. It's around minus 13, which in comparison to the temperatures we've experienced over the last few days is balmy. So we're all in good spirits. Everybody's thrilled that it's come to fruition after all this effort, all this time spent here, 140 or so kilometers north of the Arctic Circle. And we're ready for the final stage and the party tonight, which will be taking place in the Fortis container in the dome. So, I'm looking forward to that. Was it your first rocket launch? Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. It's the first time ever I've, I've on a, I'm have to do yeah. something with things from space. So, and this was my first rocket launch. Yes. Yeah. And I'm just so excited now after the launch again that I just can't talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's amazing. You just, you see the rockets lift off and it just go up into the sky and everything is quiet. Yeah, after all that after preparation. five seconds, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> How many rockets have you launched? Uh, I think this is only my fourth, maybe. Okay. I haven't been at that range okay. for very long. Uh, I was here during the whole summer, but during the summer it's mainly, mainly balloons. I see, I yeah. see. So, still exciting for you then? Very exciting. Do you think it will ever not be exciting? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of job you want, right? Yeah. So the siren's still going off. Helicopters have taken off now, they're underway. Searching for the payload. They're going to attach it to the bottom of one of the helicopters. There's handy little hooks on the rocket itself so they can just clip it in place and fly it back here post-haste. We imagine because there's several biological experiments on there which need to be recovered as soon as possible so that the cultures within them don't die. For us, of course, there's less time pressure, but it'll be good to get it back in, well, hopefully one piece uh, so we can take it to bits in the dome. And obviously, we're good to get the camera guys back as well, safe and sound. So we're just sitting tight now. We've got a couple of hours to wait while they fly around the Arctic wilderness looking for the rocket. In the meantime, we'll do some work, some editing, 
and just relax. The hard work's done. We're very lucky to not just be here alone. We have with us this year 11 other teams from all over the world. We've met a few of them, become quite good friends with some of them as well. They're all performing very different experiments. There's a couple of biological experiments which are the most time sensitive, ironically, of the ones on the rocket because, of course, the cultures used in those experiments are live and uh, they need to be recovered so that the effects of microgravity and the rocket flight in general can be analysed as effectively as possible. So we're going to talk to a few of those specialists, we're going to ask them about their experiments and we're going to get an idea of exactly what sort of endeavour Fortis Watchers has become a part of. So we're back in the dome. Yes. The payload has been recovered. Yes. And can you tell us exactly what you found when you opened it up? It looks awesome. It looks awesome. <laughs> Much better than I expected. <laughs> yeah? So what's yeah. the timekeeping of the watches like? Yeah, the, the first one I, I, t I, I checked. Yeah. Of course, I have to do it with my eyes. I didn't. It's, it's still inside the module, uh, but it's uh, zero seconds. <laughs> 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 that's fucking awesome no, to be honest better than you get on earth really. yes of course there are some the other watches i think they have maybe 10 15 seconds so they plus been... minus but uh, that's quite normal they've been there now for two weeks inside the module right right yeah we checked them the last time two weeks ago so they've been on the winder ever since to keep them running yeah. and they've been up to space and they've crashed back down to earth yes they did and there's barely any there's hurry. nothing so i i expect now there was absolutely no impact by the launch and the landing wow i doubt that <laughs> <laughs> i doubt that very much. i saw that rocket go up and it looked like yeah. it was certainly spinning a lot wasn't it it spanned a huge amount on the way up yeah it's 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 spinning so it has uh the full g force is uh, 12.8 so nearly 13 g jesus yeah, and you have a verti vertical vibration, you have the horizontal vibration, which is really extreme mm -hmm. conditions for a watch, mm -hmm. especially for a mechanic watch. Yeah. And now, when I see this watch is now running and running and running, it's, it's, it's awesome. You're a watchmaker, you understand. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's hard to believe, to be honest. I, I said to Vanessa, because she was looking over everyone's shoulder at the module thinking oh i need to send a message to my colleagues because we've already drafted a press release in which it says all 13 watches are keeping good time and i, and I said to her realistically it's, it's unlikely that all 13 yeah. will be keeping good time and I, I couldn't believe it when i looked over and the module's still sealed so i know that yeah. you haven't had marcel in there yeah, yeah. tweaking them all so you know it, it's it's not normal that you have 13 watches running for two weeks and there's ex show all the exact time it's it's they're always plus minus 10 seconds yeah. after yeah yeah, yeah. This is just crazy. What Even result? if you have a chronometer, if you expect plus two seconds a, a day, is still inside the chronometer norm. Yeah, of course. And if you count now, fourteen days. Yeah, I mean, realistically, that should that should or could at least manifest in a difference of a couple of minutes. Yeah, and now I think the maximum uh, difference I saw was now I think twenty seconds. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So they performed at a chronometric standard despite being left alone for two weeks on a winder and then fired into space. Five years. <laughs> oh, well, you've set the bar quite high for everyone else now. You see, I'm really happy now. <laughs> I can see you're really happy. I can hear it in your voice. Yeah, absolutely. You've lost about 10 kilos of stress. That I think so, yes. So, yeah, we all feel great. But, Everybody can't believe it. But the it. only worst thing is uh, there's no beer in the fridge now. We have no. drunk all. Oh, no. Oh, no. In our, our nervous thirstiness, we managed to yes. drink three, boxes, eight boxes of beer. I don't know. Well, look, I'm sure we can organize a beer run. I think so. Yeah. Good yeah. stuff. Awesome. Thanks, Jim.
say terraforming or no, no before, um, even before that it, it just just only dust and particles in the space so as they come together and yeah, form that initial baby gases part. and things they just the smallest things come together more and even more and this is uh, i think they call it agglomerates okay small clusters of particles getting bigger um, hitting each other then they burst again um, forming new particles and just yeah getting wow. bigger 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 over billions of years and at one time they could be planets. And there was an experiment on the rocket with the 13 Fortis watches in which these scientists were trying to replicate that yes. on a small scale. Yes. So they were building tiny planets inside the same rocket, or theoretically. Theoretically, yes. They had um, um, chambers, chamber yeah, chambers with very small particles, some particles there um, electrically charged. Yeah, yeah and they shake it and uh -huh. so they see how they, the particles stick together like the atoms stick together like the dust things they stick together they hit each other they burst again yeah so they're trying to just understand the process of how it yeah. all occurs good so grief very 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 beginning of everything yeah well that's when true. they figure that out, at least we have a watch that keeps excellent time for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that to them. <laughs> but if you want to more in detail, ask Nick with the cap. Nick with the cap. The lookalike of Max. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll, uh, I'll check in with him later. Thanks, man. <laughs> Cheers. Coffee, coffee, coffee! I said coffee, there's a coffee machine Big in here. Big one, you've earned it. Let's get pissed on coffee and milk. <laughs> <laughs> we have to just put this milk into the sun. We should have sent some milk up with the uh, with the rocket. Yeah. Radiated milk, that would get Space you feeling milk. something. Space milk. Space milk. Did you hear the story about the space gin they produce now? You kidding? Yeah, there have been uh, berries inside this, the, the rocket. I just noted this yesterday because they arrived, I think, yesterday. And they put uh, berries inside and they will uh, uh, make a gin out of it. You're kidding? Yeah, and they, they, they will get really space gin. Is that safe? Yeah. <laughs> well, we hope so. It's well, awesome. We need to get a bottle of that. Yeah, of course we have to. <laughs> Yeah, good, good. Now it's of course it's a, it's a perfect success now after all these uh, uncertainties before. And now you, you have it back, get it back, and uh, you see everything is working. Quite unbelievable. Like, like wished, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, you can not say like expected, but wished. And, yeah. uh, of course, you, you did all the tests before, but you can never expect what is real going up there yeah, on yeah. the rocket. Well, it's not been done before. Yeah. And uh, now we have absolute proof of what they can withstand. And that is quite remarkable, I think, that all 13 came back on the same time, or within a deviation of less than 30 seconds, yeah. across two weeks as well. It's just stunning. I was, I was trying to manage everyone's expectations as well, realistically. We've got to expect mm. something to yeah. go wrong with one, but... 13 does seem to be our lucky number, that's for sure. Yes, and it was been our 13th launch yeah, of a yeah, rocket yeah, too. Yeah. So, uh, this is episode 13 of the podcast, <laughs> released on December 13th. Okay. It is actually quite scary, Like it's, uh, it doesn't feel like that couldn't possibly be contrived. 
<laughs> it's just love, man. Yes, there is. <laughs> so you, what are you going to do tonight? Are you going to get a drink tonight? Get a party tonight? Uh, of course, first uh, we need now uh, until the team is a little bit ready here mm -hmm. uh, to uh, take our watches off. Mm -hmm. uh, we're gonna check it first out. Uh, of course, uh, just by the uh, some very rough testing what we can do here. And uh, after we're gonna pack it, and uh, of course, then it's time for party. Then it's time for party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I trust the glint in your eye there. That was quite terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Just have these visions of you doing like, you know, um, like five shots in a row off a ski or something and like swinging around the hotel chandeliers, as if a hotel had chandeliers, in your underpants. Oh, crikey. Good times. <laughs> I, I notice how you're not denying it. No, 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 I wouldn't do that. It's like, yep, that's about right. That's about right. The mankini's coming out. Good grief. So where's everyone else's modules? Are they all distributed around the dome already? Has everybody got their, their yeah, gear back? Yeah, they, they have already unstuck their, uh, the, the whole rocket. Uh -huh. And I think every team is now working on their module. We are still waiting because there's some, some problems of these two models to... Oh, to separate them? Yeah, to separate them. Oh, so ours is on top of someone else's? Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right, okay. So I'm still waiting for them to solve this problem, but I think this, this would be the... Smallest problem. The smallest <laughs> problem, yeah. yeah. Quite a lot of rather large problems have been overcome so far, so I think... Yes. Hmm. No, this was a really amazing day, huh? I mean, come on. How, how often do you get to do something like yeah. that in your life? And of how many people get that opportunity to Absolutely. see something like that? Yeah. And I mean, you've worked so hard on it, and you had so much invested in it. Not just money. Okay, there was a lot of money, but it was never really about that from your perspective. No, I no. Mean, it was all about... Will it be a success? Will, yeah, it will it be a success? You've done it now, mate. Yeah, we've done, done it. it. <laughs> we have 50 minutes for the next uh, World Champion game. <laughs> oh, right, okay. So we have to watch football and then we start working. <laughs> okay. okay, better get in the car and do a quick beer run. Yeah. All because that cock wasn't engaged. Yeah, because this one get out from the wheel. Was it because of the vibration? Yeah, because of this. You see, there's a screw to get out and uh, move back. So I cannot make it. Neither, I don't have even negative results. I don't have any results. Neither bad or good. Oh dear. So what do you do now? Vaccines and go home. Try again sometime? If we find money, this is very expensive price. Yeah, tell me about it. Oh, that's frustrating. So. Happy Christmas. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you too. Um, cheers. Cheers. Would nice to have some whiskey in the coffee. Yeah, I'm sure we can sort that out at some point today. We have time at least. But the weather's coming in crazily. Have you seen? Yeah, it? it's now so we have we have so much luck. This is was the last chance for a flight, I think, for the next two weeks. Yeah, and I'm not surprised because it's absolutely terrible now. You couldn't fly a helicopter in this. Yeah, absolutely. It was a really last minute flight. <laughs> I know it sounds a bit ridiculous to say because obviously, well, not obviously, but we assume that fate doesn't exist. But there yeah. are so many things with this episode just falling onto episode 13 which happened to be published on December 13th with this being the 13th 
rocket flight of Gunnar the yeah but the it's not a project. fake it's just <laughs> it's just there you go it's just real it's mad because when you consider all of the things that could have gone wrong and really in these cases the things that you think maybe should have gone wrong <laughs> yeah and, and the only thing which was really gone wrong was we had one day delay in the launch yeah, yeah. that's nothing no. they told me that the maximum was six months of delay oh good grief and if this flight could not happen I and the weather forecast for the next two weeks are really bad and I'm not sure I do not know what is the last day in the year they can launch a rocket because if there's no daylight anymore they, they, they have to stop everything so we must be pretty close to that a few weeks yeah, yeah. Away at least a few so. weeks and then the season has stopped oh, man. the stars have aligned mm -hmm. you've made history <laughs> I think so I mean, this is this has literally never been done before in watchmaking. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to see history. Yeah, it's yeah. nice, huh? Thanks for the invite, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is strange. It's like building up to like an exam or something or other, like for years, like training and practicing and. It, the possibilities of it all going terribly wrong just weighing on your mind and that's just you know me saying that and I'm just a journalist and observer you know but you actually being involved daily with yeah. this in the back of your mind and all but, of the team but now it's also your experience yeah true true, true. <laughs> and it's all about experience in life well you've certainly given us all one to remember that's the only really important things happy days mm-hmm now all we need is for Germany to thump Japan 8-0 and we'll be laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I wonder how Axe doing. She looks uh, she, she looks She calm. looks happy. That's rare. She looks really happy. She's not wearing pajamas for once. No, today she is not a pajama. <laughs> Wondering. <laughs> She's put her best t-shirt on. For <laughs> I need to talk to her later. I'm looking yeah. forward to getting uh, getting yeah, a little bit of a comment. To. You know, I noticed before when we were recording, um, Vanessa's going to be the first female voice on the podcast. Okay, so far, cool. Which is something cool. that we're very conscious of, like, um, addressing. Because there, there is obviously an imbalance in terms of numbers of women and men in top-level positions in watchmaking. But Alan and I have both worked with so many inspirational women. It's important, imperative, I would say, that we get them on the show as well and hear their stories. It's great to, uh, great to have Vanessa's input because she... Yeah works in such an interesting industry and knows so much about it. Another essential team member. That's the most important in any company. Have a good team. Team so. is everything. Of course, it makes a big difference who you've got leading that team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you are one of the most functional companies I've ever met in my life you all yourselves <laughs> good to hear. Yeah, man, it's, it's a rare thing I've seen good leaders before with terrible teams and I've seen terrible teams with no awful <laughs> awful teams with awful leaders <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen a lot of that yeah. and great leaders with <laughs> yeah you know every way around it goes and yeah to have it all come together and for it to have this real family vibe which of course is a key part of the brand's modern DNA now. That's um, a great thing. Mm -hmm. thing. It is. It's nice because I think when you do something like this, it depends which brand you are that tries to do something because the communication of it is so important. Yeah. Because if certain brands did it, I think that people would take a bit more of a cynical view mm -hmm. of it. 
but because it's so genuine and so much a part of the brand's identity and its history already, and because it's been approached and attacked with such humility and passion and transparency, and it's Fortis, and anybody that knows the people behind Fortis knows that <laughs> that's a real brand, you know, those are real people. I think that it will be well received. I hope it is. I mean, how can how can it not spark that childish wonder in in a fully grown person? You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. You have to do it with passion. <laughs> yes, Jean Claude. Do you I I mean, that's absolutely right. That's where the success comes from. But success is just a byproduct of doing things properly, isn't it? I think at the end you can you can control 99.9% in a company if you find the right team, be the right leader, or have the right product, the right ideas. But at the end, there's 0.1%. This is this is just luck. Man, I tell you what, if it was only 0.1%, I, I think that a lot more people would be uh, willing to try and do the kind of things you're doing. But I think. You just need you just need a lot yeah a lot to fall into place and um, love but a little bit piece of luck this is without this is not it's not working hopefully uh, the luck that we've had this week will continue for many yeah. more years I hope so <laughs> <laughs> great so as you heard there not everything went according to plan some scientists and engineers were left disappointed with the results of the mission simply because. The forces at play were too great for some of the payloads to survive. Casting that light, the success of the Fortis Endeavour seems even more remarkable. 13 watches fitted to an automatic winder, which was deactivated yesterday having been running for four weeks while the watches were in storage, have all returned to Earth running with chronometer level precision. This is clearly thanks to the tests that we performed last year with the stratospheric balloon, upon which we sent 13 movements into the stratosphere to test them in extreme environments, and how they would perform when subjected to extreme shocks. Those results were taken into consideration, and the watchers were reconfigured for this space journey, and so far, the results seem to be very positive indeed. It is the ambition of Fortis Watchers to establish an industry-recognized testing criteria for watchers to be used in space. This is a long-term project, so keep your eyes glued to Fortis, keep your ears glued to the real-time show, because we will have plenty more from them in the future. If you'd like to ask us any questions about today's show, please get in touch. You can find me on Instagram at Rob Nudds, that's R-O-B-N-U-D-D-S, or you can contact my co-host, Alan Ben-Joseph, at A-L-O-N-B-E-N-J-O-S-E-P-H. Alternatively, you can send us direct emails at rob at therealtime.show and alon at therealtime.show. It's been a real pleasure being here with the Fortis team. I cannot wait to see what these guys do in the future because this is one of the most exciting experiments I have ever encountered in the watchmaking industry. We'll be back on Thursday, continuing in the space theme, with a visit from Martin Fry of Urverk fame. Until then, stay safe and keep on ticking. <laughs> <laughs>